0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. I'm Rich Straffolino, and these are the tech headlines for the week that was. According to Apple analyst Ming-Chi Kuo, Apple released three new iPhones that support 5G in 2020. All three models are expected to support millimeter-wave and sub-6GHz spectrum used in the American market, although it's unknown if Apple will release a sub-6GHz-only model to save costs in certain markets. These devices will use Qualcomm modems, with plans to use Apple-developed modems, in 2021. The U.S. FCC voted to approve digital opportunity data collection rules that would require ISPs to provide accurate maps of broadband coverage. Under previous Form 477 rules, ISPs use census block data to show coverage and could count an area served with just a single house connected. Under the new rules, ISPs can count an area served if it can either provide broadband to the home or provide a connection within 10 business days of a customer request without construction or infrastructure fees outside of a standard activation fee. The rules also call for the creation of a crowdsourcing system to collect public input on the accuracy of ISP coverage maps. No deadline has been set for the ISPs to provide updated maps, and Form 477 data collection maps will still be submitted by the ISPs. It looks like the food delivery market is consolidating. First up, the UK-based food delivery service Just Eat agreed to terms to merge with Dutch rival Takeaway.com in a deal worth £9 billion. After the merger, the company would be based in Amsterdam, with Takeaway's Jitsi Groen becoming CEO. In 2018, the two companies combined had 360 million orders worth 7.3 billion euros and operate in the UK, Netherlands, Canada, and Germany. Meanwhile, DoorDash agreed to purchase the food delivery service Caviar from Square for $410 million. Caviar focuses on higher-end restaurants, and it's not clear if the listings will be rolled into DoorDash's listing with Caviar shut down or remained under the Caviar service. Square originally bought Caviar for $90 million in 2014. A team of neurosurgeons led by Edward Chang at UCSF, funded by Facebook's Reality Labs, published in the journal Nature Communications, that developed a brain-computer interface that could decode words and phrases, both heard and spoken, in real time. The process decodes two kinds of info from two parts of the brain to add context and increase accuracy. A machine learning algorithm uses the activity to determine if a person listening or speaking then uses context of what the patient heard to determine what sound is being imagined. The system could decode perceived, that is, heard, and produced, that is, spoken speech, with an accuracy of up to 76% and 61% respectively, using a restricted set of questions and answers. The aim of the research is to restore speech in stroke and spinal cord injury patients. Next step in the research is to improve the algorithm and widen the vocabulary the system can understand. Chrome 76 launched for Windows, Mac, Linux, Android, and iOS. It now blocks Flash by default. Users can turn flashback on in settings, but flash support will be removed from Chrome entirely next year. Chrome 76 also implements the file system API differently, so websites cannot tell if you're using incognito mode, and an install button for progressive web apps now shows up in the omnibox rather than hidden in a three-dot menu. Chrome 76 also implements 43 security fixes. Capital One announced that a hacker has accessed about 100 million credit card applications, some of which include Social Security and bank account numbers. Court records show the FBI arrested Paige Thompson, who previously worked at Amazon, and charged her with computer fraud and abuse. Capital One said the hack will cost the company between $100 $150 million in the near term, but the company says no credit card numbers or login credentials were compromised, and most Social Security numbers were not affected. The New York Times reports that Uber laid off about a third of its marketing department across 75 global offices, which amounts to about 400 people, in order to cut costs and streamline operations following its May IPO, which saw first-quarter losses of a billion dollars. CEO Derek Khosrowshahi wrote in an email to employees that it shared with TechCrunch that many of Uber's departments were too big, which creates overlapping work, makes for unclear decision owners, and can lead to mediocre results. Security researcher Beto on Security noticed that the Netflix app on Android requested access to his physical activity data. Netflix told the Next Web that this was part of a test to see if we can improve video playback quality when a member is on the go. Not all Netflix accounts are in the test, and Netflix doesn't have any further rollout plans at this time. Google has added the activity recognition permission to Android Q that will let developers know if you're in motion when you're using an app. That could help developers to figure out the best way to buffer video so it doesn't skip. And finally, a new report from CounterPoint Research shows that overall smartphone shipments declined by 1% to 360 million units in Q2 2019, the seventh consecutive quarter of decline. The report found that the combined market share of Chinese manufacturers, Huawei, Oppo, Vivo, Xiaomi, and Realme, reached a new high of 42%, even as smartphone shipments in China fell 9%. Samsung remained the market share leader, growing shipments 7.1% on the year. Huawei came in at number 2, growing shipments 4.6%, with the impact of the U.S. trade sanctions expected to be felt in Q3. Apple saw its third quarter of decline, with shipments falling 11% on the year. Following massive growth in India, Chinese OEM Realme grew shipments over 800% on the year to enter into the top 10 smartphone OEMs.